Good morning. Thank you, Canon Broderick and the Cathedral clergy for inviting me to preach this morning. If we had not had a chance to meet yet, my name is Amanda Barker. I am a first year seminarian. I am a member of St. John's Cathedral. This church is my sponsoring parish in my process to holy orders and priesthood. I attend CDSP, the Church Divinity School of the Pacific in Berkeley, California, as a low residential student while continuing to live and work here in Colorado. I'm in a very active discernment process. I am so grateful to be immersed in my seminary studies. I know I am where I'm supposed to be. And yet, and yet I feel doubts creep in the cracks. Am I really where I'm supposed to be? Doubt is a formidable force. I feel doubts around me at times. And so it was with the apostles. Every second Sunday in Easter, we focus on doubt. It's that important. Doubt is such a universal experience. We come back to Thomas's story again and again. Waiting a week after Easter to talk about doubt makes it that much more understandable. We are no longer celebrating at the tomb. We are behind a locked door because the disciples were afraid. They are hunkering down after this trauma and are trying to protect themselves by locking others out. Thomas's name in Greek is Didymus or twin. We don't know who this twin is, so some have hypothesized that we are the twins to Thomas. Oh, Thomas, oh, Thomas, I see you, twin. The evening of the resurrection, Easter Sunday, the disciples said that Jesus walked through the door and stood amongst them. He breathed the Holy Spirit into them. And yet Thomas wasn't there. He wants to see to believe. He also makes a specific request to see the wounds. He wants to put his hand in the puncture wounds of Jesus's suffering. It is natural in our faith to be rattled by life's circumstances. For the doubters among us, Thomas stares back at us from John's gospel. We are left with one word for him. Thanks. Thank you for being here, Thomas. Thank you, twin. He is asking questions that I might have asked. I see that Thomas's faith is real and his doubts are real. He doesn't come out and pretend to have faith that he doesn't have. He wants to confront those doubts. He's looking at this news that Jesus has risen from the dead and he's saying, it's too hard for me. It is too hard to believe. It's not rational, not scientific. It doesn't make sense. 
And I can't believe it unless I see proof. I thank God for Thomas's honesty. I thank God that he brought this up with the other disciples. He raised his concern before he had a chance to see that proof so that we can see that we are not alone, that doubt is something that the apostles had. He speaks up for what he needs, which honestly is not something I always do. I thank God for Thomas's honesty. Just as Thomas and I, Thomas and you are twins, faith and doubt are twins. They're not opposites, but they're connected. Faith and doubt. And Thomas is living proof of faith and doubt working in the same person. This informs our moments of doubt as moments of deep faithfulness and profound honesty. Also significant to me is that Thomas remains present. He doesn't go home when he has these doubts. He doesn't leave. He goes and he spends time with the disciples, the believers. Doubt can be so scary. Doubt can feel contagious. And maybe it is. That is okay. The desire to deny its existence is strong, a desire Thomas resists dramatically. Jesus responds to Thomas's doubt, not with words of condemnation or rebuke, but instead says, I understand you have doubts. I know you want proof. Place your fingers in my hand and my side. Use your doubt as strength. Believe. It is okay to offer our doubts to God in prayer. It is okay to lay them before God and say, Lord, I have doubts. I am struggling with this person or that situation. I'm struggling with my faith. I don't even know that you're even there. But I am here, and that is okay. That is enough. Jesus responds with love to Thomas. It's always love with Jesus. Not only that, but Jesus ends by saying, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. We are those who have not seen and yet believe. Like Thomas, we were not behind closed doors with the other 10 apostles. And like Thomas, the twins of doubt and faith are the gifts of Easter. Not everyone gets to see the resurrected Lord. After this, Thomas's encounter with the resurrected Christ impacts him so much that he shares this good news far and wide and ends up a martyr in India. He establishes a Christian community there that exists to this day. He believes. He says to Jesus, my Lord and my God. 
of the apostles in that locked room, John is the only one who lives to old age. Each and every one of them is changed by the resurrection. With their lives, they testify to what they saw. And with their testimony, God is saying, your doubt is your strength. Your doubt is your strength. Look at this testimony of those who did see and who believed. See how strongly they staked their lives on what it is that they saw. Like Thomas and the other apostles, we believe. We doubt, we struggle, we believe again. We doubt again. Like Jesus, we die and are raised and we have the scars to prove it. God is with you in your struggles. God is with you in your scars. God is with you in your faith. God is with you in your doubt. Amen.